Good morning, everyone. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter. I'm your host, Devin Keene. Give us a follow on Twitter at Fumbling Punter and check out the website, fumblingpunter.com. So, since we talked last, there's been a lot of news uh, big NHL trade news, big NFL news, uh, some college basketball news we're going to hit on today. There's just been news everywhere. So, let's get started with some football because football is always in season especially here, hence the name, Fumbling Punter. So my Chiefs were reportedly going to tag Eric Berry, which I talked about in our last uh, episode, and then they ended up signing him to a long-term deal, which a lot of Chiefs, fan have been at, Chiefs fans have been advocating for for a while now. They signed him to a six-year, $78 million deal with $40 million in guaranteed money, making him the highest-paid safety in the NFL. So... Good for the Chiefs and Eric Berry for getting that done. My nightmare was that they were going to extend old Frenchie Laurent Duvarnay-Tardent. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Forgive me if I'm not. We'll call him LTD. L they were going to extend LTD and then they weren't going to have any money to extend Eric Berry. That, uh... That would have been the story of my sports fandom life. Ah, we're gonna give a bunch of money to three offensive linemen, and we can't, we can't give money to our best player, the heart and soul of the team. So good for the Chiefs, good for Dorsey, good for everybody getting that done. Uh, Eric Berry needed to be a Chief for life. You know everything he's gone through. You know from fighting cancer to coming back. I'm really excited that he's. This deal pretty much puts him in Kansas City for the rest of his career. So good for Eric Berry, congrats, and good for the Chiefs, Chiefs fans. And then after that, news broke that the Chiefs cut Jamal Charles, and kind of bittersweet. He gave Kansas City some very good years, but uh, he has a lot of miles on those surgically repaired knees. So... You know, good luck to Jamal and free agency if he doesn't end up coming back to the Chiefs on some sort of a cheaper deal, maybe a one-year deal, because after the, uh, you know, I think he's had three knee surgeries now, so that's pretty hard to come back from. But, like I said, Jamal Charles definitely gave his best years to the Chiefs organization. So, really look forward to seeing what Jamal is able to do going forward at this point in his career. The Redskins slapped the franchise tag on Kirk Cousins, who is now going to earn a little over $24 million this year. And the Redskins were kind of uh, in, a in a situation they had to ask themselves, do we want to be the Browns? If the answer is no, you had to extend Cousins because you have to have a quarterback if you have any expectations to win in the NFL. Now, with that being said, I don't know still if they are going to sign him to a long-term deal because Cousins is probably going to want a King's Ransom, I guess would be a good term. Cousins is going to want a lot of money in terms of a contract extension, and who knows if the Redskins will be able to get that done. I put it out on Twitter that I would like to see, like, Something like a 49ers-Redskins trade where the where San Francisco sends a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a future second-round pick to Washington for Kirk Cousins. 
The reason for that is you don't let Cousins walk away from nothing if you're Washington. You, you, if you don't think you can re-sign him, then you need to look at the possibilities of trading him and getting the most out of the return. And, you know, I think that San Francisco is picking second this year, so that would be a nice pick, even if you didn't want to take a quarterback there, if you just wanted to build your team and then maybe use a quarterback pick later. I think that three picks where you can get three potential starters for your team is always a good thing if you can draft right. And, you know, they got Cousins in the seventh round. Granted, they got RG3 in the second and gave up three future picks, or six future picks, I think was the exact number when it all came down to it. But you need to, if you can't sign Cousins, you need to trade him. Kind of like with the Blues, what I was talking about with Kevin Shattenkirk. If you can't keep him, you can't let him walk away for nothing. So, I, uh, I threw on... Dan Patrick yesterday morning and he was leading the story with Kirk Cousins to San Francisco. If you guys will remember, a couple of weeks ago I put out I put it out there that I definitely saw Cousins maybe going to San Francisco just because of their relationship with Kyle Shanahan and their glaring need for a quarterback. And, you know, I didn't think anything about it. Uh, a couple of friends of mine and I talked about, you know, the whole possibility of Cousins to the 49ers, but that was basically it, you know, and I'd seen maybe just a slight mention of it. And then Dan Patrick is leading in his national radio show with Cousins to, the possibility of Cousins to San Francisco. He, uh, he didn't give the fumbling putter any credit on that one. I was a little bit disappointed, Dan. A little bit disappointed. Get your own material, or at least give the fumbling putter a little bit of credit along the way. Uh, also, NFL news, I'm just kidding, Dan, you're welcome on the show anytime. Also into NFL news, Adrian Peterson will hit free agency on March 9th, and crazy old Jerry Jones wants a running back by committee with him and Ezekiel Elliott because Jerry Jones hates fantasy football. Yes, we will hit hard on, or we will hit fantasy football hard on the fumbling punter, we may even start our own fantasy football podcast, you know, something a little different from the Fumbling Punter, but, you know, where you can get all your fantasy football latest news. Uh, shout out to your league champion, yours truly, Tyler, hope you're listening. Richie, hope you're listening. Lucas, <laughs> Lucas was a champion the year before. So, if you're not part of that league, you don't enjoy that, I apologize. I just had to give these guys a hard time. But no, we will we will get into fantasy football and you know kind of the ramifications of some of these deals a little bit later on. But you know we do enjoy fantasy football. I think there's a big market out there for fantasy football, so we will. That is something that we will touch on pretty hard once the season comes around. I have some notes here on where I think Adrian Peterson would be a good fit. I think Oakland, Denver, uh, Houston, Seattle. Uh, Cleveland, meh. Is anybody really a good fit in Cleveland at this point? I don't think so. But, you know, Adrian Peterson, uh, hopefully he he and Jamal Charles are both able to find good homes because those have been some fun backs to watch here over the last few years. On to hockey now. The Blues traded defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk to the Washington Capitals for a first-round pick 
uh, center Zach Sanford and a conditional future second round pick. So basically what we learned from this is Doug Armstrong caves to pressure from the fumbling punter. I said extend Bergy, Bergy gets a deal. Maybe gets a little bit overpaid. I said trade Chattenkirk, then he takes a quick trade with the Caps. So either Army needs to quit listening to what I have to say because I'm not that great of a hockey brain, or he needs to just take a step back and assume I mean Doug do these things, but do them as the best that you can for the Blues. <laughs> so, no, I, 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 I seriously doubt that Doug Armstrong listens to the show. But if you do, Doug, we'd love to have you on. Uh, the Blues playoff streak is now in jeopardy. They're currently sitting at the 8th seed, barely. And they, uh, they need to overcome some adversity down the stretch. I was, I was watching the game last night and against the Edmonton Oilers, and you're really thinking, where, where's the points coming from? You know, where are the goals coming from? With, you know, Shattenkirk gone, Fabry hurt. It just looks like a different, a lot different team than last year. And uh, like I said, they really need to get some points if they're going to make a playoff push down the stretch. So, and hopefully Hutton and Allen will keep playing as well as they have. That's been the biggest difference under Mike Yo. And Allen played pretty well last night. That was a really, really talented Edmonton Oilers team. Uh, Connor McDavid is getting a, lot, getting a lot of MVP buzz right now. And wow, you watch that guy. And you see why pretty quickly. He's incredibly fast, incredibly skilled, leads the NHL in points right now. Just, like I said, a lot of talent from McDavid. And I would say that Edmonton is definitely trending up here in the future. But the Blues dropped the game 2-1, to one, and now their point streak, or their points need is even greater going down the stretch here. So getting into our last segment here. Uh, Dave Matter of St. Louis Post-Dispatch tweeted out last night after Mizzou's 43-60 loss to Old Miss, I'm sorry, Texas A&M rather, that Mizzou bounced back from ugly losses this year. What does Anderson expect next? Quote, no telling what will happen Saturday. I'm serious. End quote. What is going on in Columbia? So... <laughs> You score the fewest points in the shot clock era, and that is your quote from your coach. No idea what's going to happen on Saturday. Probably Kim Anderson's last game as head coach of the Missouri Tigers, but no, we're going to give effort. No, wow, we really didn't play good tonight. Just, you never know. Someone may go streaking on the court. I may just crack open a beer on the sidelines you just you never know what can happen so Kim Anderson really left that open for some good entertainment for everybody if you uh, have a real slow Saturday going on but yeah just you know kind of boggled my mind it, it's been a pretty rough time for Kim Anderson I've touched on this before you know from basically having to start with a pretty bare cupboard after uh, Frank Haith and all his guys left and basically none of the None of Hate's guys were there more than one year into Kim Anderson's tenure. And then the NCAA sanctions, which they weren't really in a position to not, or to have any tournament to miss. But 
it's been it's been it's been a tough time on Kim, and like I said before, I think he's a real good dude, uh, but just not the right not the right place, not the right time for Kim. But you know, I I wish him well. I hope that he is able to go out, you know, in a winning way, as head coach of Mizzou, which probably isn't going to happen once they hit the SEC tournament. But hope they give a good effort for him because they had been given good efforts recently until last night. But just a just a great quote from Kim. You never know what's going to happen. Anything could happen. So. Thank Kim Anderson. Thank you for keeping us entertained. We uh, we really do enjoy that. So get ready for Thursday's podcast. It should be a great one. Uh, I am really looking forward to Thursday's interview with Brad Lee, who runs St. Louis Game Time. Great guy uh, with some great stories, great opinions, and you know we'll be talking a little bit of hockey on there. Uh, maybe maybe touch on a little bit of baseball with Brad and. Really looking forward to that interview. So thank you guys for joining us. This has been the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney. Give us a follow on Twitter. Sorry for my morning voice. It's uh, like 5.30. Getting out here on the grind. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. Have a good day. We'll, we will see you on Thursday.